1: No, 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 no. bring it up, Dick. All the way. All the way up. Bring it up. Up. up, up. up Me, Mike, off. Out. Is the music off? Oh, fine. All right. I'm ready to go here. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know whether or not we should approach this head-on or whether we should approach it obliquely. Or is it, uh, is it, is it obliquely, as they say in the Army? But... I don't know whether we should do it head-on, whether we should go right into the bushes, whether we should attack it with all the venom we have, or whether we should just relax and let it happen to us. I see where another writer is being hailed for writing another anti-mother book. (laughs) Have you read this? Oh, it's a big deal. Life magazine, all this stuff. And I can only say that that every time you want to really score with the reviewers write a book showing mother as monster uh, battling and battering the poor sensitive psyche of a young youth, uh, of course most youths are young, but not necessarily so, I used it not uh, not wrongly there uh, battering the psyche of a youth growing up in the hard bitten world of New York's upper east side where money is thick and rich and where the privet hedges are impenetrable now uh I must say, uh, this this there has to be a time, there must come a time. Uh, of course, it will never come from the radio. I, I'm perfectly aware that anybody on the radio is considered a kook and not qualified to talk about important things like writing. Uh, but there has to come a time when somebody is going to have to give a rebuttal. And, and I'm not talking about a pro-mother rebuttal, which, of course, it will automatically be called. But... Uh, I am, I am forced to believe, not coming from this section of the country, that the mother monster is almost totally a product of Eastern writing circles. I, I, I'm, I'm forced to believe this. And I'm not saying that, that there aren't millions of monster mothers in the Midwest. But the mother as monster uh, is not singled out from all the rest of the monsters in society in general. Now, now, do you follow what I'm saying there? That, the, that, 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 that it, the mother as monster, I believe, is a product of a certain culture and a certain ethic. Uh, I, and, and I think, I, I must say, I think that the Sigmund Freud belonged to that ethic. Uh, that, that, and, 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 I, and I know this is going to be misinterpreted in many circles, but I do believe uh, very strongly... That the, that the mother as an overpowering figure is largely an eastern particularly a new york concept uh, that very few of them are ever seen uh, west of Rahway. <laughs> i mean it is a fact and, and, I, and i have read so many of these uh, novels in fact i've read all of them that i could lay my hands on ranging all the way from salinger through philip roth through friedman and so on all the way up and down the line and I find that almost invariably they, they focus on the mother as a giant protecting envelope who is attempting at all points to, uh, to control and to, to mold and to uh, uh, create almost an entire image of the child, the, the family, the, the entire unit now I, I it's never pointed out uh, at least I've never heard any any reviewers point out that this is not a universal uh, not uh, certainly not a universal problem and in fact uh, I must I must by way of rebuttal I must say that that one of the well one of the one of the uh, phrases that my mother constantly used when I was a kid was fight your own battles that was the end of it fight your own battles. You'd come home with your eyeball hanging out. You'd come home with one ear half chewed off. You'd come home with your knees skinned. And with 18 guys pursuing you right up the back steps into the... um, I, I, I remember. I remember coming running up the back porch one day with Farkas and nine of his cronies after me. They chased me 19 blocks. I staggered up the back porch, busted down the screen door fell gasping next to the icebox. Farkas belted me twice and then ran, turned around and ran back out and the only thing my old lady said was fight your own battles. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced this is not an Eastern mother. You agree with me, Skip? Not at all. Now, I'll tell you another thing. Uh, no, I'm serious. You uh, You will not find any of this mother problem running through Hemingway you won't find it running through f scott fitzgerald you'll find a lot of other things but you won't find that and i'm not saying that these writers are better than salinger or have a have a, a closer grasp on reality let's put it this way the reality of their world is different from the reality of the world of the salingers that that the mother did not have that kind of attitude towards her children the protective attitude is is and, and of course It's interesting to see that so much of this is coming out of Eastern magazines, too. Uh, Almost all of the parent magazines are created here in New York. Very, very few of them come from other parts of the country. And so they're almost always the product of the same ethic. It's fascinating. I can remember when I was a kid listening to to programs that would come out of New York, family-type shows... Uh, where the mother was was, was the big, all-enveloping type character. Say somebody like uh, uh, Ma Goldberg, Mrs. Goldberg. This was the kind of mother we never had. There was no mother like that in any of the families I knew. Very few. I will say this, however, that there were one or two, maybe three out of all the kids I knew who had mothers who uh, protected their kids, and they were considered uh, real oddballs. I remember Mrs. Van Hoos who, uh, for years, kept Tommy from playing baseball and football because, quote, Well, I don't want him to go out and get hurt. Well, she was considered a real nut and an oddball in our neighborhood. And apparently, it's quite the other way around <laughs> here in the East. I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering what kind of an ethic this comes out of. Now, now uh, it's, it is not that I'm attacking one ethic. Now, I must say this. I'm not attacking one particular ethic and attempting to replace it with another and saying that this ethic is better than that ethic. I'm merely saying it is extremely different. And so, uh, and and I can also say this, that if a man ever gets up and says, in, in the presence where that ethic is strong, in the presence of people, if he ever gets up and says, yes, but, but mothers aren't like that, he is considered an apologist for motherdom, which is a terrible, terrible thing to be. I mean, it is the world's worst thing. Uh, and he can be very truthful in saying that. I can remember uh, another, another time, I, of course, these things go on, and I don't recall more than four or five occasions in the entire time that I went to grade school up through high school that I even heard of a mother coming to school to complain about the treatment that her child was getting at the hands of those terrible, ferocious teachers. And apparently that seems to be a big thing in the East. It, uh, it really does. Uh, now, if you're going to say to me what well, things have changed, I disagree completely. Things have changed, uh huh? Oh no, it's not all over. You're wrong. See, because you're from the east, you think it's that way too in Milwaukee. Well, let me tell you, more than one more than one kid right now is saying amen, listening to this program in in Lexington. Uh, I'm sorry, it is a different ethic. I, I I'm sorry. Oh sure. You would see because I believe that we get the impression that things are changed all over because that's what we read. But where do we read it from? Where is it published? Madison Avenue. It's published by a bunch of guys who grew up under the under the umbrella of Salinger, <laughs> and, and and the guys are all living in Darien and over here in, in uh, Bronxville, and they're writing about what's happening in in uh, Idaho well I'm not so sure don't get to don't don't really I think one of the great mistakes we make in this country is to believe it is it is one country we like to believe that what we read in McCall's is what is happening all over the country we like to believe that what we read in the New York Times is what is happening all over the country I am sorry I uh, having come from another part of the country and and incidentally having still close contact and ties with that part of the country I can tell you that many of the reports are fallacious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that that it would it would. Uh, I had now. I'll give you a little example of that. Just last year, I had a friend who uh, was teaching school, and had taught school for 15 years in a, in a Midwestern town. Uh, he got a chance to come east. Uh, he wanted to come east. There were a lot of reasons. One of the reasons was he was working on a on a Ph.D. He wanted to come out east and, and finish his work on it. And he was working in a high school. So he came east to work in this high school. And I'll never forget, this is just last year, I'll never forget having a drink with him over here at the Blue Ribbon on 44th Street. And he's distraught. He's out of his mind. After three weeks in an eastern school, he said, I don't know what's, what, what this is about. Every 20 minutes, there's a parent on the phone wanting to know, what's the matter with John? He came home today, and he looked very unhappy, and he's now not saying anything. He's in his bedroom. What are you doing to him? And he said, what do you mean, what am I doing? The the idiot doesn't know anything about algebra. (laughs) Look, get him on the stick. And they said, what do you mean, get him on the stick? This kind of talk. And he says, for crying out loud, he said, "within, within three weeks, he is out of his mind, and I might point out, after one year, he had it, he quit, he's through, he's left the whole scene, and now, as far as I know, he's back in the Midwest, <laughs> and he's happily teaching kids again, rather than kissing their little you-know-whats, which is a very different process. Uh, speaking of kissing little you know this is W O R A M at FM New York. Hit the little thing there, will you please, Skip? Welcome aboard, sir. Who is the ale man? Your stateroom is ready, sir. He could be you, a man with the thirst for a man approved. The captain would like you to dine with him. Three out of four men every time choose the bolder, keener, tasting ale. Can I get you anything, sir? Valentine. You thirst for adventure, for something new. You try a Valentine ale. This one's different. Bolder, keener, more to the point. Suddenly, you're a confirmed Valentine Aleman. Welcome aboard, Aleman. Who is the aleman? He could be you. A man with a thirst for a man we Three out of four men. Every time, choose the bolder, keener tasting ale. Valentine's. Now, now, to carry this little discussion further from my reading and from, from living that I have done around the country, I've lived in the South, by the way, Skip, in case you're interested. Uh, I lived uh, for a considerable time, long enough to know something of the ethic, both in Florida and in Kentucky. Uh, these are both, of course, Kentucky is not truly a southern state, but certainly Florida is. And I found that up to a certain point, but with, cer- with certain very distinctive variations, this ethic also holds good in large areas of what they often call the Old South. Uh, of course, uh, the reasons for this are manifold. <laughs> and the South, in its own way, worships women the way the Eastern ethic worships women. Uh, you'll find that most of the theater in the East is based on the worship of women. Uh, that the, the, the most important part of a play or a, sh- or a movie or a show is about the girl. What about the girl? Uh, the love for a woman seems to be the most difficult thing in the world to obtain for an Eastern writer. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, it, it, it's like chasing uh, Moby Dick's white... Uh, Moby Dick, it's like chasing the white whale. And it never would occur to somebody living in large parts of Wisconsin or Indiana or Illinois, that it is difficult to have a woman who loves you. This is just accepted as a normal, natural state of affairs, that either she does or she doesn't. And if she doesn't, too bad, there are others. And that's the end of it. <laughs> but out here, of course, it seems to be the subject for fantastic breastfeeding, particularly in the work of, say, people like Arthur Miller. Uh, I went down and saw after the fall, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, why doesn't he just say, well, too bad, baby, there's others, and go out and get one. But instead, breastfeeding, oh, but I love, and it goes on and on. This can only come from an ethic that worships at the feet of women the way other ethics worship at the feet of golden calves. Uh, It's a fantastic uh, thing to see, and yet no reviewer ever points it out, that this is a a localism. Uh, Down south, it's also the same thing. You see it running through the works of Tennessee Williams, uh, it runs through uh, almost all of the southern writers in one way or another, but the, it's a different very very different though. Uh, if you look at it through Williams, Williams uh, worships ancient ladies. Uh, the, the, uh, you might say the, uh, the mother emeritus is what is what he worships at the foot of and fears too. Uh, and that's not quite the same as the Eastern ethic who, who uh, worships at the foot of the operating lady. Uh, I, I, the, the one who is really in business. Now, now you'll find this running through almost all of the Eastern writers. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by reading uh, some of them. I'm fascinated uh, in the sense that it is hardly ever pointed out. And, of course, I can only say this, too, that uh, what, why this seems to be a universal today, and it does seem, most people look at me blankly and say, well, what do you mean that's throughout all writers? Well, I can't agree. I think that, uh, that today the, uh, the novel-writing art has largely left uh, most parts of the country, with the exception of the South and the East. Very few novels today come out of Iowa. If they do come out of Iowa, they are incomprehensible to the Eastern reviewers. Hence, uh, you, you, never, uh, you will never hear about them. The only other kind of novel that comes out of places other than this is the superficial, uh, you might say, uh, topical novel—the uh, the the novel of uh, politics, Eugene Burdick's "Bill." You know, uh, let's get rid of all the Democrats. Or, look out! Look what they're doing. They're selling the secrets to the Russians. This kind of stuff. But you will very, very rarely find any of the more serious exposés of the jangling nerve ends of the human soul, as they're always described in the blurbs, coming out of, say, Minnesota, uh, or out of Iowa, or Indiana, or Wisconsin, or Ohio. They come out of right here, and they will be out of right here for a long time to come. Because for the very first time, I think, in American literary history, almost the entire world of communication is controlled and is, I, I guess, is part of. It's not only controlled, it's, it's like a godhead that has grown out of the body of New York City. In short, uh, you're probably aware that so many of the book reviewers, what the New York Times says about a book is as important in Hessville, Indiana, as it is in Staten Island. You're aware of that, that all over the country, the New York Times book review is read as the Bible. Now, who writes the New York Times book review? Well, it comes from 43rd Street over here. And 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 so you'll find... And, oh, here's another interesting little uh, slant that they've got on book reviews. It's a fascinating thing that I, I think should be pointed out, that, that you take the New York Times book review section, and also you take uh, the, the Herald Tribune book review section. Almost all of the reviews in those book review sections are written by novelists. Believe it or not, this is the only field in the world where one man is called upon to criticize the work of another man, both in the same field. Uh, This produces, of course, a vastly incestuous situation. Uh, And so if, if Salinger is called upon to review, he would never do it, I guess, but Philip Roth is always reviewing books. If Philip Roth is called upon to review a book written by a guy from Iowa who does not hold that the mother is the all-encompassing monster naturally he's going to think it's an idiotic book he's not going to like it because he literally believes that this is the way life is and he will say oh this is a namby-pamby apology for blah 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 uh, never understanding of course or apparently wanting to that that this man's attitude towards family life in iowa is based on his life and is really uh, is very realistic uh, he's talking about a different ethic And so uh, we we produce in this country an incestuous kind of writing uh, where writers are continually talking about other writers and gradually the field has narrowed down now to uh, to the point where only one kind of writer can survive in American literary circles. One kind. Uh, He has to have a certain attitude. He has to uh, have a certain uh, viewpoint towards life. Uh, He has to have uh, very definite, uh, bounded viewpoints. That, that are clearly understood and 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 are and are in a, in a very definite way are are decided upon before the uh, before the fact now uh, this also certainly holds true in plays how many plays do you ever see that were let's say written in uh, Duluth uh, and about life in Duluth uh, once in a while, you'll find the 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 heart rending, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the soul reaching, searing drama of the Midwest written by say an Inge, uh, and yet oddly enough, Inge, uh, who is part of the American Eastern Theater complex, will be applauded because he has he's he's one of the very few Midwestern writers who shares attitude with the Eastern writers and so naturally will be applauded. Uh, he, he, however, has, has uh, shifted, you see. His attitude, which is uh, which is which uh, comes from a certain kind of Midwestern ethic, holds that the father is the evil one. The father is the evil one in his ethic. Now, you'll very rarely find this in a, in a good Eastern writer. The good Eastern writer's father is a little shadowy man who sort of says, well, what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> this is this is the eastern father uh, this is the eastern uh symbol uh, this guy runs through practically all of the novels of uh, of the eastern genre now it is it is it is not often pointed out that so many of these things are true localisms now they may not be necessarily localisms but let's put it this way they're ethnic writing uh they they they, they have a specific point of view that is it rises out of a certain ethic or a family structure, which is not necessarily universal. Uh, the, uh, the the assumption of universality can be very, very easily made because, again, of that incestuous that incestuous quality of American reviewing, American communications, American attitudes. I picked up the other day a uh, copy of a uh, of a Midwestern book review section. Now, this comes from one of the better papers in Chicago, and they have a section just about like uh, here. Uh, they have a section like the Tribune, or the New York Times has. And it was fascinating to read two books being reviewed by literate men. One book being reviewed by the New York Times and by Life magazine, the same book being reviewed by a Midwestern reviewer, and both of them are diametrically opposed in their conclusions about the book. Uh, I, I, uh, the book, in, in particular, that I'm talking about is the book by Friedman, the, the most recent one. Uh, what was what's the name of that again? I forget the name. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's uh, the guy that wrote Stern. But uh, it was intriguing to see the the different attitudes the two literate people can have about this. Yeah, kiss mama. Uh, even the title tells you a great deal about what it's about. Now. Uh, the one thing, though, that I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not arguing whether or not uh, Friedman has a legitimate point of view. He certainly obviously does. I'm, not, I'm saying yes. But to assume that this is universal, to assume that this is not genre writing, is to make a great mistake about, about, uh, about the nature of man himself, to, not, uh, to ignore this. Now, uh, and I enjoy, I enjoy his writing immensely. But I can only say that I disagree with his uh, with his conclusions because the ethic that I come out of is at great variance. Uh, I, I know uh, I I would suspect that large numbers of the people who are college dropouts have been conditioned by this particular ethic that the minute things get rough in their junior year they want to quit uh, primarily because mother doesn't seem to be able to do anything she does not seem to be able to have any influence over the liberal arts department and 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 so there's only one thing you can do you can you can cut out that's all and go home and write an angry play denouncing university life <laughs> showing it for the sham and the fraud that it is uh... i suspect that the average university here in the east would be far more loved and attended if you could create the administration building in the form of a big fat lady uh... sitting there with curlers in her hair and with a plate of strudel there, ready to be served. I think that, that I think, I suspect that this would then become a loved campus. Uh, and and, and if, uh, if she could somehow stand between the sun, it's almost always the sun, in these are the cases of the writers. If she could stand between the sun and those terrible people on the faculty, those terrible, awful squares from the Midwest... <laughs> then it would be a fine and, and a wonderful institution, like Mother's Apron, is a fine and wonderful institution which is both hated and loved. I, I have a friend, a, a friend of mine who is a, is a playwright. This guy waxes eloquent about his mother. He talks about her endlessly, and of course, he's lived his entire life in the in the city limits of New York City. He 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 calls her on the phone every hour on the hour, and yet. Hates her with a violence that I have never yet seen in a man uh, of my, my to- close acquaintance. He, he just he hates her, and yet uh, it, it comes out in an unconscious ways, uh, many many uh, important ones. And I think I think this definitely comes out of this particular ethic. Uh, now now <laughs> this is the kind of show I'm, I'm sure that's going to get a lot of people up, or there's going to be millions of phone calls about this. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just stating another viewpoint. And I'm not, I'm not again, I must give you the, the uh, I must throw in the uh, disclaimer here. I am not saying that the viewpoint is not valid. I am not saying that the viewpoint of Salinger, Roth, etc. is not valid. It is for their particular uh, structural, their philosophical structure, their particular family ethic. Fine, absolutely valid. But then again, on the other hand, what they have done, unfortunately, since they do control most of the media of communication, the reviewing circles and so on, have rendered all other viewpoints invalid. This, I think, is the prime danger. And so if if a man with the right, out of, uh, out of his knowledge of life, say, in Indianapolis, unless he accepted the Eastern attitudes, his novel would be called superficial, ridiculous, it's uh, it's uh, trite. It's trivial. Blah 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 blah. He does not go into the <laughs> the deeper philosophical and psychological connotations of life amid the uh, the jungle. And uh, you know, I'm I'm curious. Now, now, what this causes, of course, it causes great confusion on the part of people, uh, also politically too. You know, uh, this this has connotations that go far beyond the novel. If it was just a novel, I'd say, well. Fine in a so this little play, it's Funsville. Go ahead. I mean, what what uh, what uh, danger is there in a novel? I can only say this though, that since you, uh, most people have accepted the universal ethic, this as a universal ethic, you see it on TV shows, you see it in almost every Broadway play, almost every movie that's produced has this running through it in one way or another. Uh, it produces a great sense of non-communication and confusion on the in the minds of literate people when they find other literate people diametrically opposed to them in attitude in viewpoint and they think it comes from perversity they think it comes from dishonesty they think it comes from quote not understanding the realities of the situation and so when a man from from uh, east 79th street meets a man from say Cleveland Street in, uh, in or let's say, from Woodland Avenue in Chicago, which is a parallel situation, a parallel economic basis, he will find the two of them generally have absolutely no point of contact unless it be the most superficial. They're both Americans. They both spend the same kind of money. They both have the same stamps. They both drive a Pontiac, maybe. That's about it. And there's a confusion because one man has been taught from very, very early childhood Fight your own battles. That's the attitude. Fight your own battles. You're out in the world. If the world hits you in the face, you've only got one, 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 one response. Either hit it back or run. But you've got to do your own running or you got to do your own hitting. Now, that that is that is literally the ethic in millions and millions of homes throughout the Midwest. There is no such thing as the overprotective mother in in uh, countless homes that I know of. It just doesn't exist. Uh, and don't say, well, that was when you were a kid. I'm sorry. It's 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 an ethic. It has nothing to do with when you were a kid. Isn't it interesting how how large numbers of people think their ethic is unchanging and other people's continue to change constantly? Uh, that I'm sure that 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 Salinger, who is far older than I am, would say to me, Oh, yes, but things have changed in Hammond. It's that way now. <laughs> but of course, things have not changed since he was a boy on the Upper East Side in New York. This is a. Uh, this is, uh, this is one of those things that my ethic is rock-bound and unchanging. Yours is on the shifting sands of no philosophy whatsoever. So stop it. I'm afraid it ain't that simple. And that uh, things do not change that rapidly. And, 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 and throughout millions of homes, I know for a fact that the general attitude... If, 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 for example, if the father decides in a Midwestern home that the kid needs a, a swat across the buttocks... Uh, the mother would, would, would uh, seriously, the mother would, would never think to say, Oh, but poor Johnny, look at him me. Son. Stop it, stop it, you beast. This would never happen. Never. In fact, she would add a couple of whacks herself. <laughs> so in the end, it, it, it results, and I'm not saying it's better. Now, again, a lot of little ladies are getting very angry from the progressive world of, of the colleges and schools. I am not saying it's better. I'm saying it produces a different kind of man very different. He's not better, he's not worse. He's just merely very, very different. And I, I, uh, I'm I, constantly uh, surprised at the number of men I meet here in New York City who are in their late 20s, 30s, all the way up through their 40s, who are, are uh, who spend every available minute vi- visiting their mother, calling their mother, visiting their mother. I, I never saw anything like it. It's fantastic. You know, <laughs> And of course it, 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 and, and the, the one great fear that they have is with their and oh I've seen guys have violent arguments with their wife because the one thing they don't want is for their mother to get upset. They don't want their mother to get upset. and uh, this, is, this this seems to be a tremendous problem in the East. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this would, this would vastly surprise a Midwestern mother. Namely, my own. Uh, if, if I, many many's the time I said, oh, for God's sakes, Ma, will you stop being so stupid? I've had it. <laughs> I don't know many guys here who would do that. It has nothing to do with disrespect for my mother. It's appreciation for my mother as a human being and not a mother. That, that, the, that the mystical word mother has fantastic connotations in this particular kind of ethic. And it has connotations which are far over and above and beyond the connotations in other societies. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it is a fact. Now, now of course, there are going to be a lot of argument. People are going to arrive. I know I'm going to be knee-deep in letters uh, about this thing. But uh, it is a confusing thing. And uh, it gets to be vaguely irritating to sit night after night uh, and read review after review about the same subject about the same problem, mother. <laughs> and, 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 of course, the, the, uh, the implication being, you know, I, I found it so fascinating to find that since the Midwest does not read many of these books, it is assumed that this is because the Midwest is illiterate. I've heard many people say, oh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, oh, they would never understand that in Cleveland. But that's right! They wouldn't understand that in Cleveland. Uh, not because they're illiterate or not sensitive, but because it would be it would have roughly the same meaning as if you were to sit down and try to read and try to associate with and try to make contact with the problems of, of a very special group of people living a very involved family life in Brisbane, Australia. Now, would you be called illiterate because you couldn't make contact with that? Would you be called uh, insensitive? No. You'd simply say, and you'd refer to it as that, you'd say, well, this is a genre novel. It's a novel about a specific way of life, and it's a specific way of life that has validity there. I find it interesting, but not moving. I find it that way. That's the way I find most of the novels that I'm supposed to be moved by. Interesting, but not moving. And I'm sure that if you spent your life living over shafts uh, on East 65th Street uh, in the shadow of Central Park, you would find every last word written by Philip Roth profoundly moving because it's about you. <laughs> Everyone has moved when he's written about. Uh, I don't find it so. Now, is this because I'm insensitive? Oh, yes. A lot of people will say that. Yes. It's because you're narrow, they will say. Well, do you find life on a farm in Iowa profoundly moving? No, I doubt very much whether you'd be even interested in it. Maybe interested, that's all. I don't think you... uh, I I think many of the same people uh, who uh, who are profoundly moved by Roth would find what I tell, my, my stories of my childhood not moving at all. Very superficial. Mean nothing. And yet, uh, I, find, I find quite the opposite reaction from people who have come from a fairly much the same ethic. I'm not putting anyone's down. I'm just saying it's very different. And yet we, we, can, get, we can get the impression that, uh, that all ethics in America are the same. Somehow, because they read McCall's in Milwaukee, they feel the way those articles say. Do they? Well, I think one of the, one of the reasons why many magazines are beginning to go downhill in this country is because they do have that single unified eastern attitude that that eastern ethic runs through their magazine continually and it just does not mean anything anymore in Columbus, Ohio just doesn't they they, they find it boring Uh, week after week they pick up articles about the problem child week after week they pick up articles about how to make contact with your son's homeroom
0: advisor
1: you know what is this what do you mean make contact my mother said what do you mean I get the report card every three months that's it that's contact you know that's the end of it but but believe me it is not the end of it here I'm sorry it is not the end of it here that if mother could go to school with the child here she would sit right next to him all day long in algebra and make sure that everything went okay make sure that there was a, there was not a not a ripple in the water there And, of course, it produces... uh, One thing it does, it produces a large number of angry young men. I think the angry young men come out of this ethic. Because after Mother disappears over the horizon, the general direction of Pelham Avenue, or the Grand Concourse, or she disappears back towards Princeton, New Jersey, wherever she's come from, that, that in the end, you will find the boy, the young man, is out there facing a world that is not a mother. The world is not a mother. The world is not a father. It's a world. And this drives him into a frenzy. And it does not seem to worry about him. It does not seem to care what he thinks. It does not seem to to weep when it should weep. It does not become compassionate when it should become compassionate, which is generally over his concerns, over the things he believes in, over the things he wants to see straightened out. And so he's confused thoroughly, and he lashes out, he winds up being, a, he, he winds up being a brilliant satirist <laughs> on the political scene. He winds up being a sick night club comic. Uh, he winds up lashing out, and, 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 and all the while the world keeps right on going. It keeps right on going, and he gets more and more infuriated until finally one day the point is reached where he finally says, the whole world is rotten. And he finally takes what they call, uh, in, in second-rate literature, he takes the pipe. Uh, either that, or he finally becomes what they call an embittered, defeated man, living in his $200,000-a-year home in Darien. <laughs> Bittered about what? Defeated by what? What had he won? If he had won, what would have happened? Would the world have turned into a, a giant mother? What? What's embittered him? Well, who knows? He'll say, the perfidy of a world, a world, the, the stupidity of society, the insensitivity of the man on the street, that's what's embittered me. Oh, come on, get off of it. He's saying this while he's walking around on the street. Is he part of the man on the street? No, no, not a bit of it. Is he part of the great slob? No, no, not a bit of it. Uh, he's he's not part of any of those things. And incidentally, uh, I hope you understand that during the recent series we did on the slob, I certainly included myself. And that's what bothered a lot of people. I got all kinds of angry, uh, angry letters because most of the embittered young men never include themselves. Never include themselves. Uh, they only uh, pick out various groups that they are embittered at in their group, of course is uh, is the is the group which has the receptacle of beauty there within its own grasp. Well, I'm not so sure <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh, this this uh, this is getting to be, I suspect getting to be a bigger problem in America uh, because of the unification and the gradual uh, defeat of the local method of and the local means of communication. In other words, uh, almost all the publishers are in New York. Let's face it, practically all the literary uh, agents are in New York. I don't think they don't control a great deal of the literary world. Uh, almost every serious magazine is published right here in this in this town. And it's printed by it's it's almost all the men who uh, who write these things, almost all the men who publish are Easterners. Now, if they aren't Easterners, there's another interesting side issue, that many a man will grow up in Cleveland and not understand or not fit into the ethic. And he flees to New York, where he will find uh, a a comforting and a sympathetic ethic. So you'll say, well, what do you mean? The guy that wrote that piece for the Herald Tribune, he used to live in Cleveland. That's quite true. But remember, (laughs) he fled to New York uh this this makes him a different kind of clevelander and i'm not uh, i'm not giving any apologia for cleveland uh don't hold your finger up too long it gets a little distracting honey after the first 5 minutes you know uh the 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 facts the facts are are though that uh, that in the in the pursuit of truth uh you better be careful to to recognize that your truth is your truth It's your truth it is yours and i'm beginning to be a little uh, a little amused by the, uh, the constant confusion that arises in reviewers' minds when they, they don't know quite how to handle it. Like they keep saying the embarrassing, like in Life magazine recently, it says, you know, the, set, the, the constant reiteration of the adolescent theme with the overbearing mother as the uh, villain. They, they, uh, they, 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 they were handling it, but they, they accepted this as a truth. They did not say uh, that, that this is only a partial fragmentary truth of one specific ethic. Uh, and so it becomes difficult to write about any other form of life. Now, here, I'll, I'll give you... No, I'll, I'll say that for another show. I was going to give you a, a fascinating example of this. but. I'm sure that large numbers of people listening to this program will will uh, wonder what kind of gibberish I'm talking. What is this stuff? Because I'm, I'm I'm quite convinced too, that the universality that we attribute to the attitudes in these various writers is not even universal here in New York. That the tempest in a teacup is literally what we're talking about. That that uh, the the tiny little inbred world of Salinger and Roth. The Little World of Friedman is specifically that. It's a little world. Some people may read it for just amusement. Others read it out of curiosity. Others read it because others have read it. And it's written about in Life magazine. But very, very small numbers of people say, Oh, yeah, man, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Go give her hell, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mama, mama, please come back, mama. No, 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 no. Not many at all. Not many at